Praise God. My goodness. Thank you, Lord, for being us here today. And uh, I know there are many not able to be here tonight. Some sick, some tired, some facing different things, some out of town, a number out of town. Keep praying that the Lord will keep his hand upon them. Amen. Matt and Juliana uh, up with her grandparents up in Northern California. Lynn Christie left today some R and R the coast others continue to pray for Brother Monks that God will give him strength and help him in his lungs. Amen. And touch our elders that are Amen. Need strength today. Praise God. And Alyssa and Brother Sister Cavanaugh's back. They got to Georgia last night late. And uh, we're in Arkansas this last week and now they're in Georgia. We pray they have a safe time. Uh, bring them home back. Uh, safe and sound. Amen. And and uh, many others not able to be here but we pray God would minister to them wherever they might be in Jesus name and uh, appreciate brother Sam Butler coming down and filling in amen great job and uh, we love his family love great friends to us good to see the Branham family This is, I still call this home. I know they had to move and out of town, but amen, this is still home. Praise God. We still claim y'all. I don't know if you knew that. Amen. Good to see them and everyone else able to be here tonight. Amen. Praise God. I feel good in the Lord today. I feel good in my spirit right now. <clears throat> amen. Tremendous workshop, Brother Tracy. It's phenomenal. It's great. And all kinds of direction one can go with that. And I pray that the seed that he shared tonight would take root in us. Amen. Help us. Because I want to make it. Amen. I want to live an overcoming, abundant life in Christ. Don't you? Amen. Praise God. And the young people that were able to go to the youth uh, conference uh, Thursday and Friday night, we heard nothing but great things and appreciate all the young people that made themselves available. <clears throat> the Holy Ghost was poured out. Yes. There was some great, you know, it was great to hear when our young people go and are fed and respond to the moving and the word of God. And to hear them sitting at the altar, praying, speaking in tongues, shouting, it's just yes, amen. This is what it's about. Amen. So, young people that got to go, um, thank you for making an effort in going. And, and making an effort to give God all the praise and the glory and the honor. Amen. You know, it's amazing when we do put God first, how everything else seems to fall into place. Amen. Well, I guess it's time to preach. And I feel like I have a good word from the Lord tonight. So we're going to go to the book of Matthew chapter 15. Matthew 15, verse number 21. I know I have preached from this passage before, as millions of times others around this planet, I'm sure. 
There are people have people of God that have uh, preached, used this in their message or from taking their text. <clears throat> and then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. This lady has an issue. Because her daughter has an issue. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away. For she crieth after us. This lady's getting on our nerves. She won't be quiet. Jesus, send her away. She's not one of us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. And then Jesus answered, everybody say answered, and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole that very hour. He answered her not a word. But something happened in this text that caused the Lord to give an answer. And I want to preach tonight on this thought. Responding to response. <clears throat> responding to response. Now, there are fewer of us in number tonight. That means you need to say amen twice as much. You need to worship and praise in the preaching just like you did in this praise and worship. Amen. I don't care what you say. You can say walk on down that aisle. You can say preach it. You can say amen. You can go, hmm, all right now. But this is a team effort tonight. You say, Pastor, are you preaching for response? Absolutely. That's good right there. Yep. Some of y'all paying attention. Lord, we give you glory. We give you praise and honor. We magnify and exalt your holy name. I pray right now in the next few minutes you would anoint my heart, my mind, my soul, my lips of clay. Speak to us. Give us ears to hear what thus saith the word of God tonight. And let us respond.
to your word and to your will and to your way. In the name of Jesus, we pray and let the church say amen. 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 Give the Lord a hand clap of response right now as you're seated. Responding to response. In our story, we find a Canaanite woman that was not from around or from Israel, or if you will, that she wasn't, she wasn't uh, uh, Israel. She wasn't a part of the people of Israel. She was, if you will, a foreigner in this sense. And, and Jesus said, I haven't, I haven't come. It's not your time. I haven't come for you particularly. And so she comes, though, to Jesus. He's with his disciples, and she begins to ask for mercy. She specifically tells Jesus what her need was. She said, my daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. Now that is a serious need, wouldn't you agree? This lady's daughter was devil possessed. She, she was vexed. She was possessed or oppressed. But the, the devil was having his way with this lady's daughter. And this mother, who loved her daughter, obviously, uh, had, had evidently... Uh, come in faith because somehow she had heard that Jesus could deliver even the devil possessed. Some, some point in time, we don't have it recorded, but she must have heard. She had to have heard that Jesus could deliver and set free her daughter. Amen. He, maybe she had heard how he had opened the book of Isaiah in the temple and said, I've come to set the captive free. Amen. And maybe she heard, he that Jesus has set free is free indeed. And so she makes her way to where Jesus was. And she specifically tells the Lord what her need was. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. And the Bible here tells us that Jesus ignored her need. He answered her not a word. Even his disciples came to him and said, Jesus, would you send her away? She's crying after us. She's making a scene. She, she's, she's just following us. She's asking for her. Lord, just send her away. Who does she think she is? And Jesus responds to them. I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. In other words, he was agreeing with the disciples. But something changed. The Bible says, but she came and she worshipped him. Her response to an unanswered. Her response to a silent answer. Her response to rejection. Her response to God Himself manifested in the flesh saying that it wasn't her time. It wasn't His purpose at that time. Her response was to praise and worship the Lord anyhow. And let me just jump to the chase right now. God can't help himself but respond to where there's response. 
Jesus never responded to her need. And God will not respond to our need. If God responded to needs, there wouldn't be any needs in this earth. God doesn't respond to needs. He responds to response. He responds to faith. This lady had faith. If I can touch the hem of His garment, if I can praise and worship Him, if I I can just somehow... Woman even... What have I to do with thee? And even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master. Man, woman, you got some great faith. I've not seen such great faith. My goodness. I, you know what? Guess what? Your daughter is going to be healed. She's healed from that very hour. Why? Because God loves to respond to response. Some of you have been praying for some things, and it seems like God hasn't given you an answer. He's waiting for your response. He's waiting for your response even when you haven't had your prayer answered. When you say, God, I'm going to praise and worship you anyhow. I'm going to magnify you anyhow. I'm going to trust you anyhow. I'm going to give you, I'm going to live for you whether you do or you don't. God is waiting for you to respond. So he'll respond. He loves responding to response. He inhabits the praises of his people. When people begin to praise and worship, God says, hey, I got to respond. I got to bless. I got to do something. Have you ever prayed and it didn't happen? Come on, let's be real tonight. Have you ever prayed and it didn't happen and you, you felt a little dejected and maybe even rejected? You felt like the Lord was saying, I've not come for you right now. This isn't your time to receive your healing. This isn't your time to to receive your blessing just yet. I'm trying to deal with these other people over here on this side of the church. and I'm trying to meet their needs, but something keeps drawing the Lord back to your pew. Why? Because you keep worshiping and praising and say, God, I'm going to praise you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to give you the response that you deserve. I'm going to magnify. I'm going to glorify. I'm going to exalt you above everything, every situation, every trial, every circumstance. I'm going to give you praise. I'm going to worship. Even when you're silent, I'm going to worship you anyhow. God loves responding. To response. God doesn't respond based on needs. He does not respond based upon what our needs are. But he always responds to response. In this time God could not help himself but respond to her worship. The, the thing that changed From him not giving her an answer at all to giving her the answer that she came wanting and desiring above everything else for her daughter to be made whole. The thing that changed was right there in the middle when she said, I'm going to respond with worship. I'm going to respond by living for God anyhow. I'm going to respond by being faithful to the Lord in everything anyhow. 
See, what is a response? It's simple. A response is a verbal or written answer. A lot of times we ask the Lord for a verbal or a written answer. We, 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 we want God to, to respond and react to something in our life. We have needs that we're facing and situations in our family and our children are on the job. And we want God to react to our need. But God is waiting for you to respond in faith. You see, Hebrews 11, 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is, in my definition, a manifestation of my expectation. You've heard me say that. That's what faith is. And faith, Romans 10, 17 says, Faith can only come by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Let me break it down. Faith, when we exercise our faith, it is our response to the word of God. And God's word can never return void. I'm fixing to preach right now. Be a good time to say, "Uh uh-huh. His word can never return void. So, when you exercise your faith, your faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of the Lord. So your faith, when it is exercised, James 2 puts it this way. Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead. (laughs) Being alone. Yea, a man may say, thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. He said, faith, if it hath not works, is dead. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of the Lord. So when I hear the word of God, I have faith that comes by hearing. This lady already had faith. She had already heard that Jesus could deliver her daughter. So she comes. She's already had a word from the Lord, if you will. Because she knew that Jesus could do it. Here she comes. Hey, my daughter's grievously vexed. Jesus, will you deliver her? And he doesn't give her an answer. Her faith was not deterred. She said, matter of fact, I've I've, I've verbalized my faith. Let me show it to you with works. And she worshiped God. And that's what got his attention. Her response to the word of God. Her response of faith to a word that... Jesus Christ himself is bound by. Literally. And his word cannot return void. So if his word can't return void, when you exercise your faith based on the word of God, something is going to happen.
See, let me break it down like this. Faith must produce a response to work. In order for faith to work and to be effective, it must produce a response on our part. And when it produces a response on our part, God always responds to response. I, 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 I preached, I did a little workshop during a prayer meeting a couple months ago. How Samson, whose eyes have been plucked out, he's fallen from God. His hair was cut. He fell. And yet, yet he, here he is at the mill, and they're making fun. They're making sport. And, and his hair grows back. And he says, God, matter of fact, before that, he says to the lad, hey, take me to the pillar. He had faith knowing, hey, my hair's grown back. God can do it again. If I put myself in the position. If I put myself in the right position. In faith. He said, he told the lad, take me, to lead me to the pillar. Let, let me feel the pillar again. Then he prayed and asked God for the anointing. He was believing that the anointing would come. And his response came before God's response. But when he found his way to the pillar, or pillars, he prayed and God responded. And because Samson responded, God responded and Samson's in the faith chapter. And he brought down the whole house. I'm telling you, that's what we need. We need some Pentecostal responders that know how to bring down the house with faith. We, we need some Pentecostal apostolic first responders that know how to bring down the house with faith, with works, with belief, with trusting God. Saying, I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep fasting. I'm going to keep trusting God. Believing and knowing God will respond to response. He's simply waiting for us to respond. Spies went out to the, spy out the promised land. Land of milk and honey. Land of abundance. They come back and you know the story. The spies, most of them said, "Man, there's giants over there. We're like grasshoppers in our own sight." Sons of Anak are over there. There's some giants. There's some big dudes. We can't do it. But there were two that had a different response. Guys by the name of Joshua and Caleb, and you know the end of the story. They they were able to go into the promised land, and God responded to their faith. And they were spared the other response. Can I tell you? God always responds to faith. But fear is putting faith in the enemy. It's putting faith in the wrong thing. God always responds to faith. He responds to a response. And and oftentimes... For church folk, it's a positive thing. But if you look closely at the Word of God, God also, you can find Him responding to negative responses. How Saul responded and disobeyed God. And because Saul disobeyed the Word of God, God responded. And He said, I'm taking away your anointing. 
I'm taking away the kingdom and I'm going to give it to another. And Saul was so miserable, he even went to the witch trying to find a substitute for what he once felt, for what he once had. Why? Because he would try to find the word from the Lord, but God gave him no response. Why? God had already responded to his response. I had in my notes right here to talk to some of the parents. Problem is, some of them may not be here. I don't know. So maybe they'll just buy the tape. Probably not. Parents, we must be careful that we never undermine the authority of the man of God behind the pulpit when he's in the Word of God. Because that will lead to a negative response in our children. Which will in turn create a negative response from him. I want my kids and our kids to be blessed beyond measure. I I want our kids to have revival. I want our kids to be able to pick up the baton of truth and apostolic doctrine and Pentecostal experience. And be able to stand strong on their own two feet and preach and proclaim the truth. So, Brother Bryce and I will try to hurry tonight. I'm trying. I've skipped a little bit. Brother Nichols, let's go ahead and go to 1 Kings chapter 17. Another story. I love this story. It's so cool. I use it a lot. It's one of my favorites. I have a lot of favorites, by the way. Again, figure that out. Go for it. You know what? Just in case somebody actually... Listens online or gets the CD. Might as well talk to the microphone. So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel Uh that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son. All she had was two sticks. That's all she needed to cook this little meal. Uh, that obviously wasn't very much. Because two little sticks can't cook a whole lot. She said, I'm just going to make this little cake, a little piece of bread, whatever it is, a little loaf. We're going to eat it and we're going to die. Go ahead. That we may eat it and die. And Elijah said unto her, fear not. Fear not. Go and do as thou hast said. But make me thereof a little cake first. Make me a cake. Put God first. Go ahead. And bring it unto me. And after, make for thee and for thy son. So he says, you make one for me, and then after, you're going to make one for you and your, your son. If you undermine the word of God or the man of God giving you a word of God, you're going to go hungry. But the man of God has already has said, hey, you make one for me first, and then you and your son are going to have one. Hey, that's you know what? If somebody with faith in God and trust in the man of God, hey, that's all I need to hear. 
Let me show you my response. Hey, let me make you a cake. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not wait. Thus saith the Lord God of Israel. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. The, the prophet Elijah says, hey, the Lord has spoken this. This is a word from God to you. Her faith is increased. So much that I'm, I'm looking out at some mamas out here. If you, all you had was just you and your child, and this was the last meal you're going to have together, and then you're, and you're watching your own baby starve to death, and the man of God comes and asks for a cake? That's probably the response you'd get. That man of God plumb lost his marbles. But... She knew this was the man of God, and it was a word from the Lord for her. And faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of the Lord. But faith alone will not save anybody. She had to put her faith to work. There had to be a response on her part. So she said, that's all right. I've got a word from the Lord. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to make you a cake. Believing and trusting, everything is going to be all right. And what was her response? She made him a cake. And when she made him a cake, what was God's response to her faith in action? Finish. The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail until the day... That the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. It, the prophet says, you're never going to run out. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. She did according to the saying. That was her response. She simply obeyed the word. Can I encourage somebody? You just keep on obeying the word of the Lord. You just keep on being obedient to the word of God. You just keep your walk with God. You just keep walking one day at a time, sweet Jesus. You just... Let your response be your faithfulness in action. And God will respond to your response. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. She and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not. Wasted not. Neither did the cruise of oil fail. Never failed. It always had oil in it. It was just a miracle. According to the word of the Lord, which he spake by Elijah. According to the word, her response was taking the oil and the meal that she had and pouring it and mixing it together and making the prophet a cake. God's response was because of her faith in action. God's response to her response was, hey, there was always a little bit of oil. There was always a little bit of meal. You'll never. I've never seen the righteous begging for bread nor a seed nor the seed Mark 10 Bartimaeus cries the more Jesus thou son of David have mercy on me Many charged him to hold his peace. 
Hey, be quiet, dude. Not Hudson. <laughs> Hudson's got eyes he can see. Of course, he does that when Pappy walks in the room, though. You know what? Wouldn't that be great if our response was like his? When God walks in the room? And casting away his garment, Jesus said, hey, get that guy over here. Bartimaeus, be of good cheer. Be of comfort. The master calls for you. Jesus, he's, he's calling for you. And he put down his beggarly garment, that garment that gave him the right to beg. Without it, he would be, it was a punishable crime by death. And you know the story goes to Jesus. And what does Jesus do? He asks Bartimaeus a question. Really? Think about it. Like God didn't already know. I mean, here comes Bartimaeus. Hey, what do you need? Hello? Uh, isn't it obvious? Sometimes our need is so obvious. But God does not respond to our need. He responds to response. And Jesus asked Bartimaeus, Hey, Bart, what do you want me to do for you? Um, how about my eyesight for starters? I just wanted to hear your response. I, I just wanted to hear from you if you really believe that I can do what you're asking me to do. You got my attention by calling on me. It wasn't your need that got my attention or I'd have passed you on by. You, you got my attention because you called Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. You did get my attention because I always respond to praise and worship. But what is it that you really want? I want to see. I want to see like everybody else sees. I want to feel what everybody else feels. I want to experience what everybody else is experiencing. And when he responded... Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy faith hath made thee whole. God responded to a response. And the Bible says, And immediately he received his sight. And, check this out, followed Jesus in the way. You know what I think? I think that blind Bartimaeus, no longer blind, let's just call him Bart for short. I think Bart was there on the day of Pentecost because he was following after Jesus. He said, hey, I couldn't see and I was stuck in Jericho. I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't see where I was going. But now I see the one that set me free. And as long as I keep my eyes on him... I believe Bart was there. I believe he was specifically there on the day of Pentecost. I think he followed Jesus everywhere he went. Probably saying songs like, You don't know like I know what he just did for me. Well, how'd that happen? I responded. And so did he. Because God loves responding to response. Church, when we 
respond to the word of God, God will respond to us. When you think you've prayed and you fasted and you haven't got an answer, you just keep praying and fasting because I'm telling you, your response is coming. You just, hallelujah, anyhow, you just, you just keep responding, you keep praising, you keep worshiping. When you feel like the Lord doesn't answer, you just worship Him anyhow. Hey, God, I'm going to respond to what I know you can do before you do what you can do. You see, here's the thing. Preachers shouldn't preach for response. Preachers should only preach for response. Because God only, only responds to response. So a lack of your response is a reflection of your lack of faith or lack of desire for God to respond to your response. Do I need to say that again? (laughs) I said the lack of our response is a reflection of lack of our faith. And that God can respond to our response. You know what? I can't tell you what people will do, but I can tell you what God will do. God always responds to response. God honors faithfulness. He honors obedience. I've seen, I've known people that did not have the Holy Ghost, did not have a walk with God, but they were faithful in their tithes and offering. And I've seen God respond and bless them because of their obedience to the Word. And they didn't even have the Holy Ghost. Because God responds to response. They didn't have the Holy Ghost, and yet they said, hey, the word of God is forever settled, and I believe that it's true, and I have faith. If I will be faithful in my tithe and offering, God will be faithful to me. Sometimes we, we Pentecostal apostolics filled with the Holy Ghost baptized in Jesus' name. We think we have the corner market on getting God to respond. No, we don't. God is looking for anybody that will praise and worship. He loves responding to the response. Matter of fact, I'm sure there's people without the truth that have prayed and worshipped the Lord today and probably felt His presence move. Wow, because people that with a sincere heart worshiping God, God, we love you, we worship you. Hey, I like that. I, I respond to worship. Doesn't mean they're going to be saved, but God responds to worship. Hello? I'm, I'm closing. Let's, matter of fact, here's a good response. Let's stand. Mark chapter 2. The, the lame man brought to the house where Jesus was. And they couldn't get in for the press. They couldn't get through a window. There was too many people. They bring their friend. They go up to the top of the roof. They cut a hole in the roof. They lower him down to where Jesus is. Those people got, some, got a need. They lower the slain man down to where Jesus is at. I mean, come on. This is, humor me for a minute. I think God is going, man, this is so cool. Finally, some people with faith. 
Finally, the, some people that will put their faith in action. And yet, once the man is lower down next to Jesus, he says, what is it you want? If, if you're God in the flesh and you can heal the lame man, how do you not know? How do you not know the need? Because God doesn't respond to the need. He responds to faith in action. God responds to your response. Sister Joanna, when you just step out in faith and you begin to run the aisles and you've done something, you've taken some steps in faith, God is responding because of your response. Bryson, because you've responded to the Word of God and the hand of God, God is responding because of your response to Him and the Word of God, His Word. Brother Nichols, we're doing some things in faith right now. God is responding to our response to the Word of God. Because His Word can't return void. You're not getting it. We get the Word. We exercise our faith. We put in our faith in action because of the word, and it goes, we respond based on the word, and it goes back to the word who gave us the word, and he responds to his own word. In case you didn't get it, that's kind of like a cycle. When you have faith in the word of God that you have received from the word of God, And we exercise that faith. And we give God a response of worship and praise and prayer and fasting and dedication and commitment. Even when we don't hear the answer or have that need met just yet, we respond anyhow. And it's just a matter of time until God will respond and give you an answer. You see, this is what God loves to answer. Your answer. Your response is your answer. And God answers the answer. That's just how He works. Respond! And He'll respond. I have so many needs. I need God to do this. I need God to do that. What are you doing? Nothing. I don't mean to burst your bubble, but nothing gonna happen either. Hey, what are you doing? I've been praying and fasting. I've been praying for my kids, maybe your grandkids, maybe your great-grandkids. I've been praying. I've been responding in faith. I've been fasting. I've been believing God. I've been trusting God. Maybe this in my job or a new job or this blessing or that. I've been praying. I've been fasting. I've been putting God first and all these things. And when you respond like that, God will always respond. So I can't tell you what people will do. But I can tell what God will do. He will respond to response. Pastor, are you preaching for response? Absolutely. I'm preaching for us to respond to Him so that He will respond to us and for us. I don't know about you, but I want God to respond to some things. I I need God to, to do some things. 
And so, because of my need, I'm going to go to Him in faith and I'm going to worship Him anyhow. I'm going to cry the more. Oh, pastor, come on. You, you don't need to get all excited and jump and shout and scream and holler and do all that mess and fast all week and pray. And all. You don't need to do all that. Hey, I don't need your response. I want his response. We're not praying and fasting and doing it for your We're doing it for his response. We respond so that he'll respond. I just feel like after preaching this message, I've preached for a response. I, I, I am preaching tonight for a response. Say, well, bless God, you need to preach for results. If we get response, we'll get results. Because you ready? You can't get results without response. Because God only responds to response. He only gives results to re- So you know what? I want to give you an opportunity to respond. In faith. I don't know what you have need of today. I don't know what you've been praying about. I don't know what you've been asking God about. But some of us have been praying and we've been fasting. We're believing. What we're, what are we doing? we're putting our faith in our in action. We're putting our faith to work. And we're worshiping God. And we're continuing to magnify God. We're exalting the Lord. We're responding with praise and worship and trust and commitment and dedication. Believing that as we respond, God will respond for us. So let me just give you an opportunity. If you want to respond tonight and give God some praise and worship, I invite you to step out of the aisle. Come on up here and stand up here in the front. Lift your hands and just begin to magnify and praise God. Amen. I am preaching for a response. We need to respond to the word of God. It doesn't matter how if you feel it or you don't. I don't feel like going and praising and responding tonight. Well, if you don't feel it, you ain't going to feel it. And God ain't going to fill you with nothing either. But if you will respond whether you feel it or not. In faith. God will bless. God will minister. God will respond to your response.